The information provided is for educational purposes and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for conventional medical therapy. Imagine if medicine actually looked at you as a whole, opposed to looking at you as a bunch of separate systems. Dive into Integrative Wellness Radio with Dr. Nick and Dr. Nicole to learn more about the top trends in integrative medicine, to learn about what the limitations are with testing and what you can do to start your health journey. Sometimes I tend to lose myself when I'm out here on my own. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Integrative Wellness Radio. I have Shona here. Did I say that correctly? You did, yes. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm very excited to have our special guest here with us. Um, she actually found us via Integrative Wellness Radio and uh, sent us a really beautiful message and told us a little bit about herself. Um, and I'm very excited to talk all about some of the amazing things that you're doing. But why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what even attracted you to our podcast? Okay, let's see. Well, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts a lot. It's a great way. Like if I take a walk, I like to listen to podcasts just to educate myself further and especially about functional medicine and all things Lyme disease mm -hmm. because I got diagnosed with Lyme a year and a half ago or so. So of course I've wanted to learn as much as I could about how I can self-treat. Um, so that's how I found Integrative Wellness Radio. I think I don't remember who it was. It could have been Darren Ingalls. Did you interview him? He's a, he wrote the Lyme solution. I did not. No, no. Okay. Well, somebody that I followed on Instagram was interviewed by you and I don't remember who, cause it was a while ago. So I've, I've listened to a few of your podcasts and really just found the information so awesome and so pertinent and so, you know, cutting edge and fresh. And I really appreciate what you guys are up to. Um, I love that. and I really appreciate in particular that you seem to know about hands-on bodywork, which I personally practice mm -hmm. and receive quite a bit of, and I, it's been a big part of my healing process. Well, so, I think that's like really significant because how many people with Lyme are just going that antibiotic route and not necessarily thinking about the, the other parts of the puzzle and the physical bodywork that they could be doing that could be really complementary. I feel like that's not what people are normally seeking out. I don't think people are very well educated about how helpful it is. And mm -hmm. I think that's because most doctors aren't aware of how helpful it is. So that I think you're special in that way that you guys <laughs> talk about body work and how it can help. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so, how powerful it is. Cause yeah, it's actually, it's been enormous for me in terms of being able to heal. Well, I'm so curious, like what type of body work? Cause I know that you also have a background in anatomy, which is just so, so significant when you're doing body work. So tell us a little bit more about the type of body work, your specialty, like, and also things that you feel like have been really good for yourself, um, in the scenario of having Lyme. Well, let's see. Um, so I've been teaching Pilates for about 20 years, a little more than 20 years. And before that, I was a modern dancer. So and I got a degree in modern dance, which was heavy on the anatomy back when I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of my friends are massage therapists. I don't know, I just have been in this sort of body community mm -hmm. forever since late high school. So the kind of body work that I practice on my clients 
actually what I'm really interested in right now, which I'm doing a lot of because now I have more people with Lyme who are coming to see me is um, cranial drainage. I'm really into helping people's lymph and blood and cerebrospinal fluid drain out of their brain. And I'm interested in that because it helps me so much. So that's the kind of body work that I've gravitated to for my own healing process. And then it's also what I've been super fascinated to learn more about being able to practice myself on my clients. I love that. I really, really do. That's, uh, we actually have two practitioners that do craniosacral Mm -hmm. within our office. And I'm sure there might be some similarities and differences between your style, but that has just been so unbelievably significant for the healing process for so many of our clients, especially those dealing with Lyme, neurological Lyme. And I'm so glad you mentioned the lymphatic system because I personally feel like in clinical practice, that is extremely overlooked. And you know what? I completely agree. I totally agree. And I guess I, you know, I feel lucky that my background was in anatomy when I got sick because, you know, of course, like everybody else, it took me a few years to get diagnosed. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I was like, my lymph isn't moving in my brain and my liver is not working. It's just stopped. It's like an inert block. What is going on? (laughs) So I could, at least I could feel what wasn't working to a certain degree and I could work on it myself. Mm -hmm. And that's where the meditations that I wrote came from. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I I agree. Lymph is huge. Yeah, the, you know, the lymph, I I feel like the one important thing for people that are going to listen, they're going to be listening because maybe they are dealing with Lyme or, you know, want to understand more, want to know what they can do. And I'm so excited to talk about, you know, the sound therapy and the meditation. But I feel like an important thing for people to understand is that Lyme is not as linear as it's thought to be. You know, there's obviously this infectious agent that we need to help the body eradicate, but it's not always about the killing spree. It is about using these different types of techniques to help the detoxification pathways to work again. And I find that we're going to get so much more success when we have the ability to not just kill it, but actually mobilize it out of the body. Absolutely. Otherwise, you can't heal. If you can't mobilize it out of the body, you can't heal. Yeah, 100%. It's actually an interesting story. I had a woman who came to see me and she didn't come to see me for Lyme. She had Lyme. She said that she had Lyme technically nine years ago and she was on antibiotics for seven years. And then finally (sighs) at the seven-year mark, they said, oh, well, well, your blood looks pretty good. You feel like crap, but your blood looks okay. So, you know, we'll be done with the antibiotics. And she came to me for a lot of fatigue, brain fog. Like she was, she was literally practically sleeping, sitting up. Mm. And um, when we evaluated her, her lymph was the biggest problem. So this was a woman who is on these killing agents for seven years, and she actually just had a lot of dead lime sitting in her lymphatic system. And that was the biggest problem for her brain. So it was just so fascinating to see that because, you know, this woman just, she had the post-Lyme syndrome because she literally never really fixed the foundational problem in the first place. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have a Lyme client right now who she tried antibiotics and it just made her vomit all day and all night. And it was because her body wasn't able to clear either the antibiotics or the dead 
Lyme. So she had to just back off and just start with detox. Yeah. Which is, you know, it, it's multifaceted. There's a lot of pieces of the puzzle and it's kind of looking at the body as a whole. And that kind of brings us to the meditation piece because, you know, when you contacted and I was reading about it, I was so fascinated with this concept of, of using this meditation therapy and specifically to target some of the most stressed systems when someone's dealing with Lyme. So I'm just going to let you talk more about it um, and just kind of give us the rundown of how you came across it, how it's helped you, all the good stuff. Okay. Um, like I said, before I was diagnosed, I didn't know what was wrong with me. And of course, the regular medical doctors were telling me that I had anxiety, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which was true. I did have anxiety, but I knew that wasn't at the heart yeah. of the problem. So what I was left with as I searched for a practitioner who could actually figure it out was what I could do on my own. And Meditation was the one thing that I could always do that always worked. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I had been a dancer, Pilates teacher, blah, blah, blah. I was into running. So I had always handled my stress or, you know, mental challenges through physical activity, mm -hmm. but that was taken away from me for a while while I was really sick. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I could do that was, that still felt very physical was go within and during in a meditation and kind of travel through some of these different physiological systems of mine that felt as though they were so compromised mm -hmm. and just use visualization, use my own brain to using imagery or whatever, mostly just using imagery or sometimes words, language, images, whatever would kind of be a ticket into those systems for me mm -hmm. to get them to start feeling as though they were flowing again. And yeah. It actually worked ridiculously well. I was so surprised. I mean, it worked better than anything else I was doing at the time. So I became a total avid meditator and would spend, you know, two to four hours a day curled up sometimes at three in the morning when I wasn't able to sleep, mm -hmm. visualizing these systems. And I got super into it. I got kind of obsessed with it. I started writing them down, recording them on my phone, turning them on. So if I was in a particularly difficult state, I didn't have to come up with the imagery or the words myself in that moment. I could just listen to it pre-recorded. Mm -hmm. And that was even better. That started putting me to sleep. And like I had a, I had a lot of insomnia. Mm -hmm. Sleep has, has probably been one of my biggest challenges with Lyme. Mm -hmm. So being able to have the recorded meditations actually got me sleeping eight to 10 hours a night. And that was huge. You know, I started to really heal with the better sleep. Mm -hmm. And then I wound up discovering that I actually had Lyme disease and started reading about Lyme disease and getting more educated about it. And then I, I thought, you know, I could put these out there for other people because Lyme is like, it's not like you figure out you have Lyme and then you get a two week course of antibiotics and you're better. It's yeah. years, you know, it's a long process of getting treated. And over the course of those years, you got you to gotta have something you can do with yourself in the days where mm -hmm. you're not seeing the doctor, you're not getting a treatment, you don't have somebody who can take care of you or whatever, you know, there's a lot of hours where you're alone with your symptoms. And mm -hmm. for me personally, I just found that to be immensely challenging emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. and the meditations helped me. They gave me something that I had that is not expensive that I could do any time of the day or night. I didn't need an appointment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to cost me 250 bucks like everything else I was doing yes, <laughs> to yes. treat it. And I and think it that's like really huge because I know there's a lot of people that you are with those symptoms and not a lot of people can relate 
to the severity of the symptoms. And, you know, sometimes people around you that can't relate almost are like, you know, is it as bad as you say that it is? And, you know, we kind of, I find that a lot of the Lyme patients that I've worked with, they have been part of these Lyme support groups, which they can be beneficial, but then they can almost create a little bit of an identity of Mm. I am a Lyme patient. And it's hard to not identify with that at a certain point. So I think it's amazing that you were able to find a really amazing tool to help yourself in those really hard times. Yeah, I didn't want to get sucked into the abyss of dwelling on the negative symptoms and dwelling on the fear that they create. And I was also introduced to DNRS. Mm -hmm. And that I was introduced to that before I knew I had Lyme. Do you know about it? No. Can you tell us more? Oh, it's this woman, Annie Hopper, wound up with severe chemical sensitivities, so much so that she was living in a houseboat in the middle of nowhere, Canada. So she wasn't around any electricity or any chemicals of any kind. Otherwise, she would have seizures. And she wound up feeling as though she's a psychologist. And she wound up feeling as though what had happened was during some chemical exposures that she had had to mold and to paint fumes Mm -hmm. that her limbic system had been injured Mm -hmm. by the chemical exposures and then created this sort of haywire trigger response. Um, so now she's worked with people with chemical sensitivities all over the world with great results where you use a sort of a brain training system to train yourself to tolerate tiny amounts and then larger amounts of chemical exposure. I love it. And Yeah. And some people with Lyme are doing it for food sensitivities or, you know, I have a friend who's got severe Babesia and she's using it for chemical sensitivities Mm -hmm. induced by Babesia. Mm -hmm. So for me, I thought the meditations were a lot like the DNRS work, except that I didn't have to come up with the juju to create them for myself every time I could pre-record them. And if I was really low, I could turn them on and they would bring my brain to a place of positivity and, mm-hmm. you know, endorphin release and a rush of good feeling without me having to really expend all that much energy. Because DNRS, to practice it, it actually takes a lot of energy mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> for me anyway. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening and allow you to know that we work with clients from all over the world. You can check out more information at integrativewellnessgroup.com to learn a little bit more about how we work with our clients remotely. It's interesting. I I wonder if it's similar to some things that we're doing at our office. We don't call it that, but we use a lot of like neurofeedback and we have a brain entrainment device and we use it in a lot of different ways. But, you know, once the brain becomes compromised, it's very difficult to heal unless you're, you know, understanding how to heal that system because we all know the brain controls everything and it's it's sensitive considering the amount of toxicity that we get exposed to on a regular basis and and also infectious based there's obviously a lot of infections that can stress that system and it it's like it's a snowball a snowball effect that happens over time so being able to tap in and Everyone's different with what's going to be best, but being able to have some type of healing process for the brain is so, so, so significant. I think so too. And I think it's just natural and normal for the brain to identify a threat and then try to fix the threat. And if it's something like Lyme, you're not going to fix that by obsessing about it, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's going to be the brain's tendency to obsess, Mm -hmm. you know? Of course. And that's what I just knew. I didn't want to do that. I knew it was unhealthy. I knew it was bringing me down. Mm -hmm. I could feel my brain wanting to do that. And I knew I had to 
actively shift in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise it was going to be harder to heal. So right now, I know one of the things that I found particularly interesting is talking about how there were um, certain meditations that you found were really beneficial to certain systems like the vagus nerve, et cetera. So I was just curious, um, was this kind of based off of just trial and error? Were you also, um, were there certain frequencies that you were finding were more beneficial for certain things? I'm just so curious how it all came together. Um, I didn't write the music myself. I worked with a composer and producer. His name's Alex Theory. And he's, it was kind of, it was just a little moment of kismet. We worked together 20 years ago, recording music for my dancing Mm -hmm. way back. And then we lost touch completely. And then as I was writing, so I wrote the meditations, I wrote the words and I did the vocals on the tracks, but Mm -hmm. Alex did all the music. Um, and there can't, let's see, so I'm trying to answer all your questions at once. (laughs) So in terms of the frequencies, that was all Alex. And he's really into meditation. He's written tracks for other meditation Mm -hmm. people. And I don't actually even know what frequencies he used. He totally went deep and had a different Mm -hmm. thing for each track that had been harmonized through Mm -hmm. music in whatever way. And we worked on it together until it felt right. I love that. But I left all the music up to him. Yeah. the uh, I, I asked that because we, just like some of the things that we encompass in our practice is um, frequency-based therapies. And we do just find that they have tremendous, tremendous benefit. And you can use frequencies in so many different ways. And for those of you that are listening that are like, what the heck is a frequency? Um, what it really comes down to is it's almost like bridging the gap between always using chemistry and medicine, which is really, you know, supplements, medications, pharmacology, and then taking a step outside of that and using energy, frequencies, vibration, which I personally find as a physician that it works better and faster. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think that it's, you know, you can use the concept in a lot of different ways. And then obviously when it comes to the meditation, so many people are going to benefit from that because it has its, you know, therapeutic undertones, but at the same time, we all need to relax. <laughs> Absolutely. If you just relax, even that is just good enough. Yeah. But as a body worker with my history with body work, I am again and again, overwhelmingly surprised by how much thought affects the deeper systems in the body. And it's not something that we're taught about. It's not something that anyone knows anything about unless you are a body worker. Mm-hmm. But if you have your hands on somebody's head and you're feeling their lymphatic system and then they start to imagine their lymphatic system, mm-hmm. the whole thing changes. And it's immediate and powerful. And mm-hmm. to me, that's it's something that I feel like if I could do one thing with my life, it would be to just bring that out into the world a little bit more, how much power you have in terms of your ability to visualize the interior of your own body and how quickly those systems respond to your thinking. It's super amazing. It blows me away. It's so interesting. I'm, I'm totally blanking on his name right now, but, um, someone that is actually in, in my profession, um, he's actually been on a ton of podcasts lately because he went through a really, really significant injury and he he was pretty much told, like, you're going to be a paraplegic. And he shattered parts of his spine. 
And he used visualization to. I knew who this was. Who was that guy? Was he a what chiropractor? Is he is a chiropractor, and I, I'm literally, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. It's not Joe Dispenza. Is yes, it? yes, yes, yes. Oh, Joe okay, Dispenza. okay, okay, okay. And it's just so interesting because um, I've known of Joe Dispenza. I've seen him speak because of when I was in school. And I was seeing how he was just like on a lot of press and media lately. And I was so curious. I'm like, I wonder what his story is. And listening, it was really all about, um, you know, going through his healing process when pretty much every every doctor, every physician was, you know, you're not going to be able to walk. You're not going to be able to function. You're not going to be able to practice. And he was able to use visualization and his mind to completely transform his body. And go back to work in like 12 weeks. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. It's just fascinating because, you know, we, a lot of us, we're just very suppressed. We're very suppressed because we're, we're stressed, we're busy, you know, we have our day to day and then we're all programmed to think that, you know, medicine and surgery is the only thing that can fix us. And we don't realize the, the power of our own mind and especially with using, you know, some type of, of guidance and I think it's just so important for the work that you do and bringing this, you know, to our audience to understand how powerful getting your mind right is for your healing process. So true. And it's with Lyme. I mean, I have to say that I was a little frustrated that I couldn't heal myself completely with my mind in a couple of months. Yes, yes. <laughs> I felt that I should be able to do that and I couldn't. I needed a whole <laughs> bunch of alternative other therapies also. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so I don't want to say, I mean, I guess I don't want anyone to feel like there's something wrong with them mm-hmm. if they need a whole lot more yeah. than just meditation, visualization, whatever, body work to heal. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's a wonderful component. It's a very supportive component. And I feel like it'll, it'll carry you through the treatment process in a gentler, more comfortable way and help you out the other end stronger. A hundred percent. And I think that it's just, you know, I'm a integrative physician doing all those integrative therapies that you're talking about. But I know that I see plateaus in my patients that are extremely stressed or they identify with being a Lyme patient and, you know, or they're, you know, they're in a relationship that they're not willing to acknowledge is not working for them. Like when they have those mental and emotional stressors, those are the only people that I see that don't get better. And it's because they can do all the therapies in the world, but we all know that when we're stressed, how crappy we feel. And it's just like those little stressors, you know, just even getting cut off by someone or that nasty email from your boss, like all of those compounding, compounding, compounding on a day-to-day basis, like all of that is creating a lot of stress internally that's going to prevent us from healing. So having a meditation practice, having, you know, some way to balance your mind, de-stress, whatever that looks like for the person is an essential component. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think I would have gotten Lyme if I hadn't been very stressed when I was bit by the tick, but yeah, I let myself get into a, you know, I had a, I had two babies, one of which was pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was running my business full time and I was just kind of running myself into the ground. Yeah. 
And I yeah. always say that with Lyme is, you know, there's a lot of people that have Lyme in their system. And I know that that, yeah. was, that was me. And I never had the telltale symptoms by any means. But it takes that one catalyst. It takes that, you know, one emotional trauma or that, you know, burning yourself out or, or whatever the case may be. And it takes that one powerful catalyst. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, what is happening to me? So true. Yeah, you could have the you could carry the bugs around for years. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think that's a, an important thing for people to know is, you know, we don't want to live in fear. And we just want to be able to know that there are strategies out there. And and also even for people that don't have Lyme, I'm sure they can benefit tremendously from your meditations. Absolutely. I'm hoping to reach Initially, I felt like I just want to talk to people with Lyme because that's what I understand. Um, now I'm feeling like I'd like to branch out more to the wider chronic illness community. My aunt just died of ALS and she was using the meditations just to manage her anxiety. Mm-hmm. And she chose to commit suicide um, at a certain point with ALS. But, you know, so in that case, you're not necessarily looking to completely heal mm-hmm. these systems, but you are looking to have some peace and silence within your body as you go through your process day to day. Of course, of course. And it's just, you know, like we've said already, it's a piece of the puzzle. You know, everyone's extremely different. You know, some people might use the meditations and that's what they needed. And then there's other people that maybe need that in conjunction with other things. And Mm -hmm. it's, we're all very different. Our needs are very, very different. And I think it's so important to work with a physician who is going to acknowledge that and, and honor that as well. Yeah. And see the whole person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's the frontier of medicine. I just think it's, and I congratulate you for being there. I just, I think it's, it's, you know, it was a good time for me to get Lyme just because I feel like functional medicine is so awesome right now. And it's just <laughs> bursting with creativity. Yes. Yes. You know, and I think that at the end of the day, I feel very fortunate. Um, because I actually was in the alternative world to begin with um, as a chiropractor. And then Mm. I segued into, you know, the functional and integrative medicine and kept learning, learning, learning. But, um, you know, some of my, my colleagues that are MDs, I do feel like they feel a little, a little trapped um, in the sense that, you know, insurance dictates a lot of what they can do and not do, how much time they can spend. So I think it's just the more people that we reach with this message and understanding that, you know, we need to ask better questions. We need to get outside the box. We need to, you know, do thing, do more, do things differently. It's going to allow for more of the physicians to, to also move in that direction as well. I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah. There's some that never will, but there are some that I know feel just kind of trapped, honestly. I could imagine that if you only have 20 minutes with each person and you can only prescribed through the insurance companies. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's the big, you know, thing is a lot of people want to do functional medicine, but they want everything to be part of the insurance. And I just try to tell people, I'm like, unfortunately, the people that I work with usually have been down that road, but they're still coming to me (laughs) because they didn't get better. And I would never be able to do what I do if I was trying to follow those guidelines. You know, I can't, I can't play detective with my patients if I only get 15 minutes. No. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to test for Lyme and co-infections and EBV and HV6 and everything unless yeah. unless they're willing to pay, which is it's sucks. And yeah. I, I mean <laughs> I totally it really get it. <laughs> puts a ceiling on healing, but yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully that'll change in the next 10 years, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think that's, you know, one of the things that I got really excited about over the past year was um, trying to actually use a lot of really customized technologies that came from Russia and Germany because I was trying to keep the costs down for people. You know, I get the Lyme world. I work with a lot of Lyme patients. And, you know, I, I think Igenics is, what, $1,200 just to figure out if you actually have Lyme or not. And then it's a lot. Yeah. And I don't even think that includes the co-infections. No, it doesn't. So each one is a separate test. Yeah. yeah. So then you're, you know, a couple thousand dollars in the hole and you, you're like, but now I need to get better. (laughs) So (laughs) now like, what do I do now? Um, so I, I totally, I totally get that. And I've, I've actually worked really hard to try to see how we can do our diagnostic process, you know, in a, in a fraction of the cost. Cause I'm like, you know, that's great. I want to give you clarity. Cause I know that's part of the healing process is just actually knowing what is going on with you, but I want you to actually get better too. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, um, so why don't you tell everyone where they can find these amazing meditations? They, my website is redkitemeditations.com, awesome. and the meditations are there. They're also on iTunes. Um, the album is called The Cell's Breath, and if you Google the album, or if, whatever, not Google, but if you go on iTunes and search the album name or my name, Shona Curley, the album will come up. Awesome. I love yeah. this. I have to go uh, explore my own meditation. Um, I'm actually, I always say I'm terrible at meditating. I haven't properly given it a a good enough go. Um, But I love what you're doing because it's literally just pop the headphones in and and chill. (laughs) (laughs) I have a really hard time meditating too. That was always why I did movement or went running. (laughs) Yes, I get it. I get it. So if you give your, if you give your brain a train to follow, mm -hmm. then you can go deep and really deeply relax. And uh, to me, that counts as meditation. It may not be just following your breath and noticing the thoughts that arise, but you're still very present in your own body. And for me, that's enough. So a couple of logistics for people, because I know for me, I can even like classify myself as like meditation for dummies. So, um, when it comes to the meditation for people to get great results, um, or just to get started is if you're dealing with a chronic condition like Lyme, what should be an amount of time that they should do it for to get, to start really noticing the results? Um, is there an amount of time they should cap out at? And then, um, in addition to that, can they, should they do the meditation just relaxing or can they do it while they take a walk or run? I think you can completely customize it to your own body. I have a good friend who's got severe neurolime right now, and she puts on headphones, puts on an eye mask, closes all the curtains, and listens to the whole album sometimes twice through. So that's like four hours of lying there in the dark listening to the album because she says her brain gets so overwhelmed that she just has to tune everything out except for something that she can follow that's healing, you know? So that's extreme. I never use them to that degree, but she does, she says she does that almost every day at the moment and that's working for her. So I don't think you could cap out. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Okay. (laughs) For me, when I was really sick, I used them maybe twice a day. They're each meditation. I think there's six meditations on the album and then one five minute, like most of the meditations are about 20 minutes. And then there's one that's only five minutes. And that one's actually free on the website also on the homepage, but then it comes with the whole album if you buy the whole thing. Or you can buy them by track on the website too. If you're like, I just want to deal with my lymph, that's it. Or I just want to deal with anxiety relief, 
and the vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. So what I did when I was using them is I would listen to one or two a day. I usually would get really into one for a bit and listen to it once or twice a day for a week, two weeks until that system started to feel like it was calming and I didn't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then as I got better, but I still felt those systems flary here and there or just inert, like the liver detox was for me, it just, I needed fire. It needed life. It was yeah. just overwhelmed. So the, the more fiery meditations, like the liver detoxes, it uses a lot of kind of fiery imagery to get heat into the liver and movement into the liver. Mm -hmm. I would use those while taking an Epsom salt bath or while hanging around in the infrared sauna or even while getting an IV therapy or taking a walk, you know? Love so that. I think you can play it's, there's no yeah. right way or wrong way. I love that. I love that. I think that's really great because that's a principle that we encompass a lot is I always say it's not about what you do. It's about how you do it. And um, it's really just about making sure that if you are supporting or working on a detox pathway, making sure that it's like supported start to finish. So if you are going to listen to that, you know, liver detox meditation or lymph meditation, doing that in an infrared sauna, probably get double the benefits. You so, probably would. Yeah. yeah. So I, I love that and being able to be strategic about the utilization of those meditations. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm big into the body's intuition too. I feel like your body will tell you what you need. You just mm -hmm. listen. If you feel better, it's working. If you, you know, if you feel worse, mess, mess with it and try something different. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and I'm, a, I'm going to assume, but, uh, the meditations are all available digitally. And then do you also have a like disc option for anybody who even use those? No. Use okay. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm so young, but I'm like, I'm a little bit old school. <laughs> really? Yeah, totally. I definitely still have like DVDs and CDs. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I gave them away. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, yeah, and it, it's, it's a digital world. So it's so much easier for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're just digital files. I love it. So is there anything else that we should know about with these like meditations, like any just amazing, you know, stories with it or other populations that you feel like can benefit? I'm sure it can benefit everyone, but any, anything else that we should know? Sure. Well, so the types of people that I have heard from who are listening to them besides people with Lyme are migraines. There's a cranial meditation in there. Mm -hmm. That is a lot about light in the eyes. There's a, do you know what the Bates method is of healing vision mm -hmm. through relaxing the eyes? Yes. So the Bates method, method apparently came from an ancient Buddhist technique of visualizing perfect blackness. Okay. And there's something, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't understand the science about it exactly, but there's something about perfect blackness that really releases and softens the optic nerve. Mm -hmm. And I, that can help with migraines that release around the optic nerve. So the cranial meditation, my brother has severe recurrent migraines and he uses it. And mm -hmm. I've had a number of other people email and write me saying that it's helping mm -hmm. with their migraines and that they can use the imagery, even if they're not listening to the meditation after a while to get through or lessen the severity of a migraine. I love it. And um, people with breast implant illness or heavy metal toxicity mm -hmm. are definitely using the lymphatic meditation, the liver and kidney flow meditation. Great, great. I love yeah. that. And even just people with anxiety with who knows why, you know, the, the limbic system anxiety relief meditation is good across the boards mm -hmm. for people with anxiety. 
That's so great. And yeah. just for those of you listening that are like, what's a lymphatic system or like, you know, what does that mean? Why is it important is I would say the most the com- the biggest common theme that I see in clinical practice is that a lot of our lymphatic system is overloaded. And it's partly just due to an overload of toxins we're exposed to from the air, the water, you know, our food, pesticides, herbicides, GMOs, etc. So with that being said, you know, regardless of where your health is at, it's probably really beneficial for you to utilize, you know, these lymphatic or even liver uh, meditations. It's true. We just have our detox pathways have a big job, even if you don't have Lyme. Exactly. Yeah. They're working hard. (laughs) They're working real hard. Hard world. (laughs) That's for sure. Especially living here in lovely, polluted New Jersey. So, uh, so yeah. So that's the thing. Is like for me, I'm always maintaining my my lymphatic system. I have an infrared sauna in my house. It's just yeah. It's just like a necessity at this point. Um, Mm. But uh, but yeah. But I I love everything that you're doing and. Uh, just to, you know, to reiterate, red kite meditations is where you can find um, this, you know, these amazing tracks, and um, I'm I'm really excited about trying it out myself. Oh yay! Thank you. <laughs> oh, one, I'll say one more thing that I yeah. thought was really really cool. There's a couple of people have told me that they've listened to the meditations with their with their kids uh-huh. if their kids are immune compromised in some way or have some kind of struggle physically. And the last person I talked to about it said that, you know, it's difficult for a kid to put on headphones and actually focus. They get kind of jumpy. But so she would have a video of just ocean waves Mm -hmm. that her kid could watch as he listened to the meditation. And that really worked for him. He, he dropped into the, to the visuals if he had something to watch as well. So that just makes me super happy because the thing that just breaks my heart the most is kids getting Lyme. I mean, or any Mm -hmm. illness, it's yeah. scary and horrible. And I mean, for me, I felt like as an adult, I could tackle it and be like, okay, I don't eat any sugar. I don't eat any carbohydrates. Like yeah. I'm starving these bacteria. But if it was one of my own children, I know how much they would struggle with completely changing their diet. I know how much they would struggle with drinking the herbs that taste so intense, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. No, no, but, I know. And that's the thing is it's just, there's a lot, there's a lot of things working against us and yeah, there is. you know, a large population of younger adults and and children that are getting sick and, you know, having as many tools as possible is just so, so important. So, and especially things that are accessible to kids. So I love that the meditation could be something that they could do to calm down their nervous system and just better their bodies. (laughs) Yeah. And learn about their physiology at the same time, kind of. I mean, the meditations are not sciencey at all. They're very... Yeah poetic rather than scientific, but still you kind of learn what your lymph is just by listening. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I know that's the thing is it's teaching kids about, you know, physiology, teaching about food. You know, these are things that unfortunately kids have no idea about anymore. Oh my God. It's, it's work for parents. Oh, I'm sure. I don't have kids. So, uh, I have dogs and they're enough work. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't even imagine. I commend you. That's for (laughs) sure. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad I'm the one that got in line, knock on wood, and not my kids. I feel like yeah. it would have been much harder, actually, for me if one of my kids had gotten it. Oh, it's it's very emotionally trying. I, I see it all the time. And, you know, yeah. that's just one of the things I always try to explain is just, you know, we got this. We're going to take care of it. Just, you know, be calm because the last thing you want is, you know, the, the household to be under tremendous stress because we all know that's not good for a healing process. That's so true. 
Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Much, much appreciated. I love the work that you're doing and it is so necessary and so needed. And I think it's really important for people to have an at-home tool that they can do on their own and they can use any time of the day, they can use any time of the night. And, you know, it's so much better than grabbing for, you know, Xanax or or something else, you know, that's going to obviously give us a lot of side effects. I think it's so great that, you know, this tool is available. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I look forward to continuing to follow your work as well. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I hope everyone enjoyed Red Kite Meditations. Everyone check it out. Um, and then she has a little sample on her homepage so you can experience what it's all about. Yay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. We thank you for being a listener and subscriber to Integrative Wellness Radio. If you're looking to learn more about Integrative Wellness Group, as well as Dr. Nick or Dr. Nicole, you can check out integrativewellnessgroup.com.